0: Imperial Battleship, halt the flow of time! I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock! I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You're a five-star, double-rated Astronomy Catrix. Uh, uh, space.
1: A what? Space, herpy.
0: Give me the remote control! Heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Starcrest. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Dune from 1984. It's based on the Dune books by Frank Herbert, and we're going to talk about it. My name is Ebba.
1: And my name is Linnea.
0: So why did we choose to watch uh, Dune.
1: I think it was something we had talked about watching for for quite a while yeah. um and it's one of those sort of sort of classics but also kind of known for being not a great film so it's it's curious to explore I think mm-hmm. um and also I had uh, recently finished reading the book so it, it kind of felt like it was time for for us to discuss it um, and also to prepare for the new Dune film that comes yes. out next year
0: yes is it coming out next year, or is it still like? I mean, is it being made right now, or are they done I with it? I think so. Yeah,
1: uh, I'm. I'm not entirely sure, but the, the the plan that I have seen is that it's going to be released in 2020, but mm. maybe late 2020. I don't know. Um, yeah. we would see, but, yeah. but soon-ish.
0: So, um, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but I think it's kind of interesting too, uh, because I, I've I've just I just heard the rumor like maybe. 2 years ago or something like that May might mm-hmm. be have uh, been the first time when it, it was uh, brought up and um, so it's kind of interesting just having watched this one now and sort of checking in on dune and everything and seeing like the picks for actors and kind of getting excited about uh, a new dune movie mm. uh, but i haven't read the, any of the books i think there are several right maybe 5 or something
1: yeah i think there's something like Four or five that was written by Frank Herbert, um, that is like the original series, but then his son has expanded. So there's actually like, I don't know, 10 plus novels in total, um, Uh, if if you want to go that deep. But it's really only the the original series that's... um, Considered the classic. Yeah, Yeah. considered the classics, yes.
0: So... um... Maybe correcting myself here from what I said <laughs> just a minute ago, uh, but is it based on several of the books or is it just Dune? Uh, it's, it's, just Dune. It's, it's just Dune. It's just the first Dune. book. Yeah, okay, yeah so, but the first book
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no worries. Um, the first book is quite a, a, a chunky one, so uh, there's oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of material. I've, in I've there. picked
0: that up many <laughs> times in the bookstore, and I've been like, "Is it? Is this the day that I buy Dune?" And it never is. <laughs> So far. <laughs> <laughs> but it I will a, get yeah. to it one day. It is a
1: great book. I I thoroughly enjoyed it when I read it. Uh but it's it's challenging also. Um so mm. you you sort of have to be in the right mood, I think, before mm-hmm. you get into it. But uh having finished it now, I can say that it's an absolutely fantastic read. Um I mean it's a classic for a reason, uh definitely.
0: Mm. <clears throat> Getting a little bit more excited. Still <laughs> won't pick it up the next time, though. I'm pretty sure. But uh, yeah, <laughs> more and more convinced, let's say. Yeah. Good. So um, let's get into what it's about. And it's going to be a bit tricky because it's kind of all over the place. And the thing is, like, this is a thick, thick book. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, David Lynch, who is the director of this movie, he's crammed it into, like, I think I believe it's, like, to two hours and fifteen minutes, or something like that. So, uh, I mean, that's incredible in itself. Um, there is
1: an extended version, I think, but even that one is still um, heavily shortened from yeah. from the book version. So, <laughs> yeah. And I
0: believe it also um, sort of goes in its own direction at a few points in the book or in the movie as well. Mm. I, I, since I haven't read the book, I can't I can't tell where or anything. So, uh, but anyway, so what is it about? Well. It's in space, and there's a couple of planets, and they're all ruled by um, families, let's say, or clans. And these royal families all depend on something called spice. And the spice, you can only get that from one planet, and that's called Arrakis. So, whoever controls Arrakis is in a very powerful position in the sort of overall society of this um, uh, universe. And uh the previous owner was a family called Harko- Hark- Harkonian. Harconian? Oh my god, I'm gonna the names here, I'm gonna <laughs> butcher them. But it's science fiction, so who cares? I can <laughs> say it the way I wanted to. Uh so it's Harconian. Anyways. Um but the current ruler is Atreides. And Atreides are the good guys. Harconians are the bad guys. And the son of the ruler of the um Atreides family. Is sort of a messiah's figure in the making. There is a prophecy that foretells of a man sort of bringing peace and prosperity and um, b- cinnamon buns and rainbows to everyone. <laughs> 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 and he's also attractive, which is a bonus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so basically, I mean, basically that is it. There's a planet with the spice, and the spice makes people sort of um being able to travel in in um like like faster than night travel sort of by bending space and doing magic things with a uh, funny looking brain bug i i mean how would you even describe that thing that made the space <laughs> i mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know which one I'm talking about, though. The one that sort of throws up at one place and then throws up (laughs) at another place. And you sort of have the... You know when, like in documentaries sometimes about like physics and space and things, they always like, they fold the paper. They like, they fold the paper. Mm -hmm. I'm even doing it here, like physically, (laughs) but you can't see it, but whatever. You fold the paper and then they always put a, like a pen through it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is how we're going to be able to travel by wormholes and shit. That's basically what the brain bug thing is doing <laughs> by using spice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Dune. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into the details. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, where to even start? So um, harkonians are, or the harkonian family is... Pushing the emperor to do something about Atreides because Harkonians want um, Arrakis, the, the Dune planet back again in their control, basically. And so they also wanna kill the possible Messiahs. Has had Hadera- had rach quadisach <laughs> Fucking Herbert. I'm <laughs> Quisaj Hadarach. Thank you Quisaj Hadarach. I know I butchered it this time also, but who cares? Uh, It's fine. <laughs> it's, it has to be. It has to be fine. So Paul with his dad and his mom, they go to Arrakis because the time is right for that, I guess. Do you remember why they go to the planet? I think it was just the time is right. We need to do something about the spice production, kind of.
1: Yeah, and I think, isn't it that uh, the Atreides family has just gotten power over Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. So it's like little Atreides, who is the father, he has sort of traveled uh, beforehand to prepare for their arrival. And now the family arrives, uh, so they are together again. Yes. Um,
0: Yeah, so before we go any further, let's go over the main actor, like who plays Paul Atreides. And that is Kyle McLachlan. McLachlan? Is that the way? Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, so he's the uh, cop guy from uh, Twin Peaks. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you like an image of the sort of Jesus kind of looking guy (laughs) they've got (laughs) in the main lead here. (laughs) So... The family, the Atreides family is on, on Rakis, and trying to sort of bis- sort out uh, business there. But the Arconians, naturally, they have a plan, including uh, a spy and someone turning on, on his, his um, loyal clan and things like that. Uh, so they overrun the place and the dad dies and Paul and his mother escapes. And they escape to a sort of cavern and they meet up with people who's been living in the desert. And they all have blue eyes because they're all high on spice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they immediately love Paul and his mom because they can tell that these are like some messiahs, uh, you know, like high and <laughs> mighty people who are going to rule us. And it's all going to be awesome. So they show Paul and his mother, Lady Jessica, that they have these vast amounts of water filled up in, in storage. Uh, and, and they say like one, one day when the, right, when the time is right we will make a racket green again or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Paul kind of goes military boot camp on these people and he t- <laughs> teaches them the magic way of, of, of making a, a noise and uh, destroying stone. Very good skills to have when the emperor <laughs> and everybody else is kind of coming for your ass later on. Uh, so they, they, they sort of use this uh, knowledge and and um, Paul has also grown in his messiahdom. He's sort of like constantly throughout the movie, he's been tested in a lot of ways. And for example, like the, the high priestess, let's say, of the major religion... He's passed the test there. Like, oh, no man has ever withstand this amount of pain. And he's the first one. So obviously he's like Jesus. And there's Mm -hmm. just a couple of things like that where he's just the best, basically. He's the best at whatever he does, except for art. (laughs) Well, I can't really say. He didn't do any art, but I'm guessing. (laughs) I'm just guessing. (laughs) He has to be bad at something. (laughs) Uh, And he he also has this inner dialogue because he he has visions. Uh, now and then of the future and how things should be. So he's sort of, he's very guided and focused in his goal. Um, but anyway, so let's get back to his new uh, best friend army buds. And they're all riding worms. Iraqis is full of worms. Uh, and these worms are not your normal gardening worms. They are huge worms. Like, I don't even know what to compare to like blue whale worms. Mm. yeah (laughs) and in the beginning they're just sort of something that seems to be a hostile force on the planet sort of tampering with well, not tampering like hindering the the uh, collection collecting of spices and things like that but it turns out that the worms are essential for the spice they are the producers of spice so without the worms there's no spice yeah yeah super important Yes. So they sort of become allies because the Worms are also bending their knee to Paul because they see that he will bring um, about the new era. Also, Worms are included in this vision, (laughs) which I think is nice. It's very inclusive. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, to sort of go... I mean, the ending really, because that's basically where I'm at in this summary. The ending is basically that just... Atreides kicking Harkonnen's ass, and yeah. Paul takes over the crown and he leads people to prosperity. There's a lot of detail here that I'm not going into, and I'm not even sure we're gonna get into it. <laughs> but um, uh, it's just a lot in one movie, and there, this is there's also a passage of time here, yeah. which is a bit jarring until you're getting used to it. So in the in the beginning, you're like, "Wait, it's how many are we talking hours here?" or but it's a lot of time. I'm guessing, like you've read the book, so so correct me here. But I'm I'm thinking like ten years or something. I mean, it seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: something like that to because, make sense. Um, it must
0: be something like that.
1: Yeah, in in the book and in the movie as well. Though we can't really tell. But Paul starts out as a teenager. Mm. Uh, <laughs> kind of difficult when you have Kyle playing him. <laughs> yeah, but, that um... <laughs> jaw. I mean,
0: but still, he does look really rosy cheeked and like. True. Like he has true. to die. He, Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. And then, uh, for, he live, he lives for many years in the desert with the fremen people. Um. And it's implied that it is, yeah, like ten years or something like that. Yeah. Um. Before he sort of returns, and everyone is like, "Oh, he's still alive! What a shock!" Uh, <laughs> he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be emperor now, suckers."
0: <laughs> yeah. Hand over the crown. <laughs> Bling. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I mean a lot of people are kind of. Well, how do I put this? Everyone is very ruled by tradition. I mean Paul also because he's sort of he's just playing along in a part in that's that's a prophecy basically. Yeah, yeah. So and
1: also I feel like a lot of his upbringing. Because we know of the things he's been trained in, mm. the sort of knowledge that he has, the like sort of education that he has, um, it feels like it's a lot of, oh, you're the son of a duke, so you must know this. But he, Paul is so good at it that mm. it's like he's not really, he's he he's not natural, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. something weird about him.
0: So, um, how would you compare the experience of? reading Dune and watching Dune and also like in what order had you seen the movie before reading the book or like yeah
1: I had seen the film many years ago but to be honest I didn't remember much of it Um, so uh, after I had read the book I picked up the film again and rewatched it and I can say that the film it does adapt like the the most important like Story parts—it's kind of difficult to understand, but
0: the major plot points. Yeah, the major plot
1: points. But so much of the book is lost because so much of the book is just world building and politics Mm. and um, Paul's inner dialogue, which we have some of the film, but we have a lot more in the book. Mm. Uh, And the world building in the book is so complex that I—it's almost. Unadaptable in in how complex it is And the movie gets a lot of criticism Because it's A lot of people think it doesn't make any sense And that is in part because The source material is so hard to do I mean, mm. even the extended version Which I, I, I believe I saw the extended version Prior to this podcast Even that one Even though it's like three hours long It's still there's still so much missing and I having read the book I can fill in the blanks and sort of go yes I know this character Mm. he has this role and you know he does what I expect him to do and everything but if you haven't read the book you're going to sit there like who is he and what's his part in this political game that everyone is playing you know it's not going to make any sense um, or it's going to be difficult to make sense of Mm. anyway Um, so while I wouldn't say there's any big chunk of the book that's been taken out Um, like in other adaptations where they're sort of just they just do like half the book or anything. Um, David Lynch has adapted all all of the book, the major plot points Mm. but he has taken out so much in between those major plot points that it can be very difficult to follow. Um, I enjoy the movie for other reasons but I don't think it's the greatest dune adaptation that we have <laughs> mm. um and i'm saying that having not seen the new one that's coming i'm talking about the miniseries from 2000 which um mm. in my opinion is a better adaptation you can discuss which is a better experience or or like better entertainment out of the movie and the miniseries um that's debatable but the miniseries is a better adaptation because mm. it just it just has more and it's it makes more sense if you if you're going into Dune, um,
0: and it also has Susan Randon in it, so <laughs> true, <bonus>. true,
1: yes. <laughs> but, but but Lady Jessica in in the movie is played by Francesca Annis, which I think is a really beautiful woman, also. Mm. So you know, yes. I'm not complaining on that.
0: Yeah, and also the um, I believe like the, the 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 high priest is like the the main Reverend Mother, Reverend mm. Mother. Uh, she is played by, and th- this is so fun because I hadn't realized before, but it's we get we're gonna we're gonna get a I Claudius connection here, <laughs> you see, <laughs> which I have mentioned a few times because it's one of my favorite series. Uh, but she plays Livia in I Claudius, and she is fantastic as Livia, and mm. she is equally fantastic as Reverend Mother in this movie. Sweet. So yeah. Just in instant love there, <laughs> <laughs> but I think kind of what I feel you're getting at is is the fact that it kind of bit off more than it could chew this yeah. whole project of a movie. Yeah. And I, I kind of have the standpoint that that I prefer things being ambitious and maybe failing a little bit than con- condensate like removing so much stuff. That you're sort of like it's no fun anymore. So I'm so I kind of like that it, it, that it really tried, it really tried.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to it, do it did, Dune. It did.
0: Yeah, and maybe at parts it failed, but I still feel like it's a very epic experience. So I really like Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that before we watched this because I've seen it a few times um, d- during different points of kind of growing up. Uh, and I've always really liked it, and I've liked it for different reasons. Um, but I still, even though I can see more of its flaws today, and maybe being because that's the thing when you're an adult as well. Like you, you, you get annoyed at things that don't make sense. Where, where maybe when you're a little bit younger, you can sort of fill in your own things more. I don't mm-hmm. know, or you're more mm-hmm. forgiving or something. But I can kind of see like if you if you if you're a fan of the book. It must be kind of frustrating, really. I mean, I can I, I Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely see that. So maybe <laughs> by the time I actually pick up that book in the bookstore <laughs> and read it, I'll be like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um so we really should come back to to talking about Dune once we've seen um, seen the new one.
1: Yeah. I mean, may Maybe we can do like a like a bonus episode uh,
0: for the new one. Yeah, comes maybe up. I should read it also to them. Like when it's when is it coming out? Do we have any sort of deadline on that? I'll I'll, I'll look up and see if I
1: don't know. But l- let's put a deadline for you reading the book at the end of twenty twenty, like yeah. in a year in yeah. a year's time. You can read it in a year. It's not that thick. <laughs>
0: I don't think it's, it's, it's the amount of pages that I'm worried about, <laughs> honestly. It's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I know everything is going to be thick <laughs> in that book. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like it's, it's uh, I mean, on Wikipedia, it says that that's scheduled to be released in, um, on December 18th. Ah. So I have a year on me. So I'm, yes. g- I'm making that pro- promise now. We don't even need to wait till New Year's Eve here to make promises. I'm, I'm making that promise now. So what are Good. you gonna do?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be your cheerleader and go like, yes, go, Emma, go. Yes, read I the feel book. like
0: that's not torture enough <laughs> and not challenging enough. So, um, well, um, we'll put a little we'll uh, post-it note yeah. on that. Yeah, coming back to that. Yeah, <laughs> but let's get back to Dune. The look of Dune. Let's get into that a little bit. What do yeah. you think of the appearance and props I and think costumes? It's great. Yes! I think it's great. That's, that's <laughs> what I wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was ready to throw this podcast in the trash if you'd said you thought it was ugly.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think it, it's a gorgeous looking film. Uh, and I think that's one of the the film's biggest strengths, that it um, it manages to have... Such a unique look, and mm. it's not necessarily the same look that I imagined in my head when I was reading the book. But it feels like, yes, this kind of look does fit into uh, into Dune. Because June, the thing with Dune, the story, the book or the movie, is that it takes place so far into the future that it has essentially stopped being futuristic or science fiction-y and uh, become mythical and like almost fantasy in in how strange it is. Mm. Um, And I think that David Lynch sort of knew that and he understood that so a lot of his designs feels almost like historical in how they are and especially mm. I'm thinking of like Paul's outfits that mm. uh feels very like historical mir- military outfit and everything so um I really dig it I think it's, it's gorgeous to look at
0: yeah I agree with you it absolutely feels lived in and like there's a lot of history in these royal families and that they've all sort of uh, went very different paths <laughs> and sort of just went for that weirdness. Like I'm thinking Harconians are absolutely gross and insane. But at the same time, that family are politically engaged with the Emperor's family and whatever else. Like there's a few there's more families, I believe, than that is that we see in the movie. There is a feeling that there is more to this world than those mm-hmm. two families yes. and those two planets. And I, I, I really like that aspect. Um, And also the intricacy of some of the costumes I absolutely adore. There's one in the beginning that I think Princess Irulan Irulan? is wearing. And she's just got that like 16th or like 17th century thing going on. (laughs) Like that entire emperor family is very gold Mm -hmm. and, and over the top and old looking. And it's just fantastic. I think Reverend Mother, like... All the um, uh, Benedict Bene- Jes- Jesuits, Bene- yeah, yeah Benedict Jesuit religious people are looking great, and like there's a purpose behind the clothing as well. I f- I'm thinking, ex- for example, because at one point Le- Lady Jessica becomes the Reverend Mother of the people of Arrakis, so she starts shaving her hair and wearing a special headpiece, and it just it just feels right. Anything you want to say about the special effects?
1: I think for the most part the special effects look good or good enough anyway for for the kind of budget that the movie had and the time period it was made. Um, But there are a few things that are sort of not laughable necessarily, but you're sort of looking at it and thinking, what? Uh, And I'm thinking specifically of the um, uh, shield uh um. that that paul like projects it it's it's hard to explain but it's it's kind of force field mm. uh, that he projects uh, around himself that when he's fighting um and in the movie it's this weird geometrical shape that surrounds them and it looks really
0: stupid it doesn't work <laughs> yeah it doesn't work yeah <laughs> Agree i with mean
1: you. I, I don't understand the thought process behind no. that like
0: what <laughs> and you can't see what it's, what's happening as well because he's fighting Patrick Stewart at one point and you're just like yeah. what's what's happening i can't see yeah. because of the geometric yeah. bronze blocks here um could you remove them please <laughs> 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 but yeah it, i mean for the most part like you say it's 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 um absolutely fine but i also feel like we mentioned earlier like the part where the brain worm thing is sort of making space tra- travel happen mm-hmm. and i think that part is just way too unclear like mm-hmm. we get what's happening because we know that they're going to go to a planet so but it's just way too confusing and it doesn't look very pretty also uh and i think i mean it's a really fantastic feat of uh, of uh, knowledge and and um, progress to be able to do that and it just looks like bleh, bleh, bleh. and it just it doesn't work for me at least so I wish they had done something about that that scene in particular when we're talking Mm -hmm. special effects and maybe editing a bit also but um yeah um but there's also something I would like to talk with you and that is especially because you read the book so I'm kind of interested in this because there is really I feel like it's a very masculine story And really masculine movie because of that. Because most of the people are males and that would mean, I mean, that doesn't automatically mean that it's a masculine movie. But the tale of Paul and how Mm. he's just better than everyone, it just feels very masculine. Would you agree?
1: Yes, yes, I would agree. Um, The book, if I remember correctly, was written and released in 1965. Yeah, So it has quite a few years behind itself. Um, Mm. I haven't really explored 60s sci-fi that much, but I kind of feel like that's the kind of approach you you can expect from that decade. Um, We hadn't quite progressed to the... Feminist era of science fiction, mm. shall we say. Um, I still think that Frank Herbert does some interesting thing. In that he has this matriarchal... Um, religion. Society. Yeah, religion. Uh, which <laughs> is the Bene Gesserit. Mm. That is something that that in, an, in the hand of another author might not have been in here. Mm. And I think he, he really... He gives... A very special kind of power to women in his uh, society in this world that he has created, and I think it's really um, interesting. But that said, still, you know, Lady Jessica doesn't really have that big of a role in the movie. It's Paul that's the big, the big important one. Paul and Harkonnen yeah, um, and and the Emperor and everything. So, yeah, it it is showing. Showing its somewhat, yeah, his age <laughs> and the decade he was made in. Yeah. Um, um, but and
0: also let like, the context of that author maybe, um, yeah, as well. yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's a white dude,
1: so yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that is a good point. Yeah. Um, and I also kind of feel that like there's some other problematic things in the book, and which also sort of ends up in the movie. For example, Harkonnen, um, is. Implied um, quite quite clearly that mm. he is um, gay and probably a paedophile, so and
0: possibly uh, wants to get it on with his uh, relatives.
1: <laughs> yes, oh. <laughs> so uh, you know there, there's things like that you're reading or watching, and you're just like, mm, yeah, Herbert, you 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 should you should have done that. No, um, but in my opinion. At least for the book. Um, the good parts of the book. Vastly outweighs the bad parts. I think. Mm. Um, I mean yes. I, I, I acknowledge that there are problematic things in Dune. But I think the world building. Is so fantastic. It's one of the best world buildings. I've ever encountered. Mm. Um, and for me that is. What makes it such a great experience. And I, I I can. Not turn a blind eye. To certain things. But I can sort of live with certain things in mm. the book that and end in the movie as a result that, um, that might be slightly negative but i think mm. that the positive things outweigh them so so i accept it
0: yeah um what could i possibly add to that um not <laughs> much <laughs>
1: It's it's, uh, it's it's a heavy sub- subject to to get into. Uh, I don't think yeah. we necessarily want to do that here in the podcast. No, we're not that kind not, of a podcast. And not
0: tonight, <laughs> as well. <laughs> but what I what I uh, what tonight. I will say <laughs> is that uh, going into the movie, you you kind of have to be in the mood for one of those stories that centered around a person going from. S- s- one sort of status in, in society to another. Like, I don't know how to explain this, but sort of like the... Uh, the only thing that comes to mind now is Conan the Barbarian. That is just ridiculous. <laughs> but you know the sort That's of like... That's
1: a weird comparison. I know! Go so on. I don't know
0: what I'm, <laughs> why I'm using that one. But nothing else pops to mind right now. <laughs> Could it be because Arnold is in Terminator right now in the movies? Let's go with that. In the cinema, I mean. So... um <laughs> yeah, but you know when sure. you have when you have like a story of, of someone who's just great at everything, and it's just mm-hmm. going yeah straight straight to the crown that sort of story because it really is that you 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 never feel like oh I hope Paul makes it. At least no. I don't. But but I, mm. I've seen the movie a couple of times, so maybe that's part of it. But but there's never a feeling like oh he might die now. No, mm, it yeah, doesn't feel yeah. like that ever. And I think. Um, Maybe for first first time watches, that might be a little bit of a like the uh, the tension isn't really there as well,
1: yeah, 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 and i I also think not only like the tension might be lacking sometimes, but I also think the pacing is a bit off sometimes in the movie, um and that might be because I've read the book, so I sort mm. of know you know these points are important in the book and he, in the movie, he sort of glosses, I do goes yeah. past them quite quickly and I'm just like why? That was, that was a yeah. good scene, you know um, so that might be why I noticed that but I thought that if I was the one making it I would have tweaked it slightly mm. so the pacing was better <laughs>
0: Yeah and th- th- um, that's the thing like I feel like there's a few things you could probably cut from it and just put that energy on something else. I feel like, kind of feel like Alia the his uh, younger sister that is born in the very latter part of the movie. Yeah. Like her her role is just not important at all. It is fun to see a little girl wearing all black from head to toe <laughs> telling <laughs> the the um, flying bad guy to die, basically. And he mm-hmm. does. So, I mean, that's an entertaining scene. But I kind of feel like there's a few things like that where I just... Well, I don't know. Maybe.
1: Yeah, and uh, I mean, to be f- honest, Alia doesn't have a big role in the book either. I mean she has she has a point. There's a point where she's in the book, but mm. I kind of feel like a lot of that point has to do with building up to the sequel because it has to do with Lady Jessica's yeah. relationship to the Bene Gesserit order mm. um and how the Bene Gesserit think that Alia is like an abomination because she's mm. so strange which um, they hint
0: <laughs> at in the movie as well, yeah.
1: Yes, but that's that's the kind of thing that is important in the sequel and not necessarily in Dune. Yeah. So when making this movie, I mean, David Lynch must have known that he was not going to make a sequel. So he yeah. honestly could have cut out Alia. Yeah, um, for
0: example. I mean, there might have been something else that you could have yeah. cut or maybe put in <coughs> Leffert.
1: I don't remember... Um, It's been a while now since I've watched this. Well, a while. A few weeks at least Mm. since I watched the film. Um, I don't remember. Is Paul's son in the movie?
0: No. No. But you know what? Because I was reacting to it because in the very last scene when he's fighting Sting... Mm-hmm. Which we also haven't mentioned that Sting is in this movie, <laughs> uh, but if you know anything about Dune, you know Sting is in this movie. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> uh, but anyways, and and uh, Paul's wife Shawnee, was standing with two two children. So I was like, is that Paul's children?
1: But the thing or is, not? the thing is in the book, Paul has a son. Um, who he names after his father and the the son is killed the, the Harkonnens kill him and uh, the the cl- climactic fight at the end mm. with Harkonnen is very much re- driven by Paul wanting to revenge his father and his son because they were both killed by, by ah. Harkonnen so, um...
0: so just random kids then <laughs> That happened to I don't there. know. Yeah, yeah. maybe.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that scene, so I, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I, I believe Paul and Johnny has more children later on, mm. but it's the firstborn that is important in June because he's killed, and that creates motivation for mm. Paul to, to do what he, he's doing.
0: Yeah, and that is another factor to just... Like, we were talking about early, earlier, the masculinity. Most things are solved with violence, also yeah (laughs) so yeah just to sort of add to why we think it's very masculine that's also Mm -hmm. why (laughs) but anyways um let's talk about the theme track song main track sound main soundtrack what's the correct term here what the 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 (laughs) jingle that goes on a few times then let's call it that i believe it's made by toto that uh-huh. part? Yeah, because I saw the name Toto in in the beginning, so I figured, mm-hmm. oh, there's electric guitars. This must be the part where which Toto <laughs> did. And I, I, f- I f- love I love that uh that soundtrack. Uh I think it's amazing. It's very hopeful and very, oh! very dramatic. <laughs> um you you're welcome, listener, for my operatic <laughs> impression there. Uh, <laughs> Um great great um, great soundtrack as well thumbs up and just in general i mean i get goosebumps at a few spots in this movie mm-hmm. it's it's for me it's that epic at times so i think that's a very good
1: um yeah i think the scene where paul um, is riding yes! the sandworm oh, for the first oh, time I that's really good, good. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes that's one of them <laughs> uh, so i think i think that also Makes it clear how I feel about this movie that I it's mm. flawed, but I am one of those <laughs> who thinks it's a good movie and a great movie actually and and um, yeah. Um, anything else that we haven't talked about?
1: No, I think um, at least for me, I think we covered the the major things that mm. I wanted to talk about. You know, the major flaws, but also the major um, good things about mm. the movie. Um, I I would describe this movie as. Eye candy, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say that it is because it's so spectacular in 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 what it's trying to do in its uh, in its scale and everything. So um, it is worth watching. Um, have you read the book? You will understand the movie better. Um, but I think it's still watchable even if you haven't read the, the book. But um, the June story overall. Whether you watch the movie or read the book, I think it's, it's a story that you should check out. It's, I recommend it because it's so just fantastic. I haven't read or seen any other science fiction book or movie that is quite like Dune. You know, it's it's ah. unique. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so from that well-put summary of both of our <laughs> thoughts, <laughs> let's get into Bang, Bond. Blast. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get ready. And it's going to be a tricky one, I think, at least. So Bang, Bond, Blast is our version of Fuck, Mary Kill in the same order. And the smergos board of characters to fuck or marry or kill is Paul, Lady Jessica, or Shani.
1: Hmm. I mean, all three of them are beautiful people. Um, and all three of them are good-hearted people for the most part. I mean, Paul is of course, you know, he's, he's ambitious in uh, what he's trying to to do and take over and become emperor and everything but that's not, a, not necessarily a negative trait. Mm. Um, so I would say that they're all decent people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I'm gonna have to go with... Um, Bonding Lady Jessica because I mm. think Francesca Annis is just so beautiful and <laughs> I love her hair in the movie and everything. I just I wanna I wanna like put my my fingers through that hair because it's so pretty. It is so yeah, very I'm go- pretty gonna... hair. Yes, agreed.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> very pretty.
1: Um, I am gonna bond her um for no other reason than that. <laughs> uh... <sighs> And I don't know actually. I mean I would say b- both Paul and Shawnee are bangable.
0: See I totally
1: <laughs> Yes, I suppose I suppose I'll bang Paul. He has slightly more personality than Shawnee, so mm. I guess I will go with that. And then unfortunately she will get blasted. Mm. Um I don't really want to blast Shani, but that's that's the way the game is, Shani. You have to be with it.
0: Yeah, t- t- tough luck, Shani. But here's mm. the thing, you didn't get enough screen time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm blasting you too. <laughs> <laughs> Sad but true. Um, but yeah, choosing between Paul and uh, Lady Jessica is super difficult. Super difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Kyle is handsome, and Kyle awesome. is... especially especially when he has the uh, Atreides like ah. military suit on.
0: Yes, uh-huh. but yeah. also yeah. that hair is just such hair goals, <laughs> such hair goals. Can we please, men of Earth, <laughs> if you have thick, dark hair, choose the Paul Atreides hairdo. I beg you. Mm. Anyways. So yeah. It's really difficult. Lady Jessica. I think her character was great. And I think she looks amazing. And she has really. Some really nice outfits as well. So I'm going to go the opposite way. Just because then we've done 50-50 here. And I think that's Mm -hmm. fair. So I'm going to bang Lady Jessica. And I'm going to bond with Paul. Yeah. yeah, Sounds good. Yeah.
1: Okay. So uh... Leaving behind our beloved Lady Jessica and Paul, Uh, we are going on to argue why this should win a Gordon. And Gordon is of course our version of the Oscars. Uh, So Ebba, why should this win a Gordon and in which
0: category? Well, Linnea, Dune of 1984 should win a Gordon for the most impressive cast of a movie in 1984. There are some excellent actors in this movie oh, and yes. it needs to be shouted off a rooftop. We haven't even gotten into that really. Uh, so I just want to mention it before we get, it, get to the wrapping up of the episode. <laughs> but it really is a tremendous cast um, that is really amazing to see in, in this kind of movie as well. So yeah, that's why it should be Nick Gordon. Why did you think... <laughs> That it should really go down I'm, I'm actually
1: way. gonna gonna play off you a little bit here <laughs> um you're giving in Gordon to all the actors yes. and actresses uh I'm gonna give it to one specific one that I think did a really good job uh that maybe don't get as much attention as some of the more well known actors uh, and that is the guy that played uh Duke Harkonnen. um his name is oh. Kenneth Mcmillan. Mm. I think he was amazing as Harkonnen. Yes. you know he <sighs> overacted delightfully and intentionally mm-hmm. and i think that suited Harkonnen very well because Harkonnen is this really false character you know he portray he he projects uh, to be this really cheery and and um, talkative and sort of um friendly character mm-hmm. that he definitely is not because Harkonnen is He's playing the political game, and mm-hmm. he he knows what he's doing, and he has plans within plans, and wheels that turns within wheels, and everything, and um,
0: and skin issues within skin issues <laughs> within skin issues. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: that also, <laughs> that also. Um, and I think the actor uh, Kenneth Macmillan. did a really good job oh, with him. Yeah. Um, it's not a it's not an easy role because Harkonnen is, like I said, he's such a big part of the story, and he is the reason for why so many things happen in the movie. Um, But I think uh, he did a great job with that. So I want to give him a Gordon.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) No, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, all of the actors are really good. And they're really well suited for the role that they have. So you just kind of want more from some of them. Like, Patrick Stewart, for example, like, his role is tiny in comparison to what you would want it to be. And (laughs) I would just like like more of... um, uh, I can't pronounce the first name, but but Phillips, who plays uh, who plays the Reverend Mother, for example, I think she's excellent mm. as well. So there's just it just leaves a feeling of wanting more from everyone because they're mm. so good, and uh, I think that is also uh, a an incentive to watch it, if yes. nothing else. So um, I'm curious if you have something you would recommend to go with this as a double feature.
1: Well um as we sort of touched upon earlier uh Dune is so so futuristic so extremely futuristic that it becomes almost fantasy um and i honestly would not combine uh dune with another sci-fi movie because it will be very different mm. so um uh, i would actually say that you know almost not all, but but quite a few fantasy movies out there would watch would would work as a double feature to this. I don't have any specific titles because there's quite a few out there, but um, I think the themes and the style and everything in Dune would make a good double feature with um with just your your fantasy aesthetic. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna recommend that.
0: <sighs> Absolutely, second that. Um, I'm going to sort of hook on to the fact that the costume designer named uh, Bob Ringwood. Mm. He actually did the costumes for Excalibur, which we talked about a while back. Yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. And I can kind of feel like, yeah, this guy's got an attention for detail. And is good at making things feel lived in. So, But he also did Batman. Tim Hmm. Burton's Batman. So mm. he's he's responsible for Catwoman's suit. I think. I'm not completely sure, but I think so. <laughs> so, you know, watch those two. Mm. Yeah.
1: But I'm also thinking, you know, Excalibur is like three hours long. And if you watch the extended version of Dune, that's also three hours long. So you have like, that's not a, that's not a movie night. That's a movie day to watch those two. Yeah, but it I might mean, be worth
0: it's it. It's a so. movie month, basically. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> Take like f- qu- like fifteen minutes every day for a month, and then you've gone through both both of those movies, yeah. and then you take I- Batman for like a Saturday afternoon, and you're and you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I-, I also feel like you know the story of King Arthur and the story of Paul Atreides are. Similar in some yeah, way because it has to do I with... That's I should
0: have used as an example before. Sorry I'm talking <laughs> over you, but that's, that's way better than Conan Barbarian. What am I even... <laughs> uh, oh.
1: But you know about this uh, prophesized leader that is special and you know mm. of his struggles of, of being that prophesized mm-hmm. leader um, both Excalibur and Dune touch upon. So yeah, I think that would work great together. So uh, usually we end our podcast with asking the question uh, if the movie in question should be remade in 2020, but that's sort of redundant because it already is being remade for 2020. Um, (laughs) But maybe the question to ask then instead are um, what our expectations are maybe of the remake and what our wishes are for the remake. Um, uh, I personally think that... Today, in 2020 or 2019, is a good time period to do a new remake of Dune, because now, compared to 1984, uh, it's much more acceptable to have long movies. I mean, just look at like Avengers Endgame, which is one of the biggest movies of all time, and it's like for... Three hours long or four hours long—I don't remember how long it is. Or six hours, hours sev- long. <laughs> several hours long, and it, you're gonna have to have a several hours long movie to make Dune. And I think such as Avengers: Endgame have sort of paid way for for that to, to happen. So I hope, I hope the new Dune is gonna be a long one because I think the story deserves to have to have that time to really um, explore. Everything that goes on and, and and the depth of the novel, so I I hope that's gonna happen.
0: But I believe that because uh, the director who's making Dune in twenty twenty or yeah, uh, he did Blade Runner and I believe Blade Runner twenty seventy nine, yeah was almost three hours. Mm. I mean, he took his time and it was absolutely beautiful. So I do feel like it's in very competent hands, and someone who, who's I, I feel like. Could stand his ground and ha- and sort of have have the free reins that maybe or that David Lynch didn't have back in 1984. Mm-hmm. So in, in that regard, I feel like it's it's um, it's safe. <laughs>
1: yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen the new, the new Blade Runner Blade Runner 2049, um, but I've heard good things about it. So you know, I think I think June is in uh, competent hands. Yes. Shall yeah. we say? Uh,
0: and I took like a look at the, at the casting um, of Dune 2020 and uh, it, it, it seems fine. I'm kind of excited about the actress who's going to play Lady Jessica uh, called Rebecca Ferguson and I think she's Swedish. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, she's actually swe- Swedish and I've seen her cool. in... Um, like the Mission Impossible movies and uh, I know she's done a bunch of other bunch of other things and she does have a nice presence so I feel like she could she could be she could ho- like she could be Lady Jessica absolutely hmm. uh, and then there's Sandhya playing Chani so I'm hoping Chani gets some more screen time <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she will actually so, but yeah, I, but
1: uh, you know, uh, coming off of Spider Man, you know Zendaya is a fairly big name now. Yeah, so I, Yeah, it. I feel like she's time.
0: gonna she's in everything right now. So she she's uh, she's a popular <laughs> name, and I can't have I seen her in something. I'm not sure. I th- I must have seen her in something. Um, well, if you've
1: seen the Spider Man, I haven't though. It's... I haven't. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Awkward, awkward silence. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think I've seen her in anything, but um, she's a very pretty girl, at least. Yes. Um, but I will say, the guy who seems to be playing Paul has a very punchable face. Just putting it out there. You <laughs> he can't help it. It's genetic, but it is punchable. So, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not Kyle McLachlan, at least. That's uh, Let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> anything? Any any opinions
1: no no i think i've said what i wanted to say yeah. um i am look i am looking forward to yeah, remake me too. Um, mm. i'm definitely going to see it when it comes out mm. um and like i said maybe we will do a special episode on it uh, it's yeah we
0: should to try it, to so. get together in in person for that
1: <laughs> i was sort of thinking we should get together and watch jungle cruise and <gasps> a yes. Special episode for that
0: yes oh so, so. true we have <laughs> few months to to hype and prepare for that so yes yes <laughs> let's put a post it note on that as well
1: <laughs> yeah yeah possible potential future plans yes. is getting together and watch jungle cruise and or maybe june and have special episodes yeah.
0: on listener no, you don't Sounds know how good. sad this is like we li- we live so many hours apart it's not even fun yeah. like
1: <laughs> even by At train Do you have a job now so you can pay for a train ticket i <laughs>
0: Hey, there's a few months. Don't lose hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, true.
0: Your education is way better than mine as well, so don't. uh... (laughs) 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 But yeah, uh, Dune, go see it and get excited about 2020.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and go read it.
0: Yes, which I will do. Yes,
1: hopefully. Go, (laughs) Ebba, go, Ebba.
0: Go, (laughs) Ebba, buy that book. (laughs)
1: <laughs> if you had still lived where I live, you could have borrowed it from me, but you
0: don't. Mm. So Oh well. Bummer. Yes, I'll have to spend the money. That's that's yep. just Or oh, go to the library. I can just go to the library. What happened to going to libraries and just borrowing books?
1: For me, most of the cases is that the libraries don't have the but books that I want ask to read,
0: but the library to get the books. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but they're really obscure sometimes. But anyway, Dune is not obscure. Dune is a classic, yes, so I they think will your have library Dune. will probably have Dune. Yes.
0: Why are we talking about this? Let's let <laughs> let's wrap this up.
1: <laughs> it's getting it's getting late, <laughs> yeah, listeners. So you know, it's late almost late at night, uh, so we're really tired Uh, so yeah, we're gonna finish this (laughs) now. Um, So listener have you seen Dune 1984? We want to know what you think so go to our Facebook page Star Crash Podcast where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes Uh, We also have an Instagram account uh, if that's more your jam, so uh, check that out and uh, join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about Death Race 2000 Bye 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 (laughs)
0: Sorry, <laughs> please remove that from editing. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Äh, <laughs> det kan du göra, det kan du göra. Du har min my blessing.